0: Hello, gentle listener, and welcome to a very special edition of Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. Uh, we, of course, have had specials over the years, but this is our first, and I've just decided this, our first very special. Uh, <laughs> could be sort of an older older um, definition of very, like the you you know you go back in british period you have like the very duke i don't know i should have just i should have just not gone drilled into it this far yeah. anyway uh yes we uh today is our very special first paragraph challenge
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so i am your host and competitor which might be a conflict of interest mm-hmm. we will see uh my name is ethan bartlett uh my guest and competition uh is michael lilienthal hi that's me i'm here to to win the challenge
1: and to have a drink and i'm I'm not out of my drink yet
0: so i'll be doing both <laughs> was this was this like a like a chew bubble gum and kick butt thing yep. that kind of got away from it was like if it was like if the quarterback said hike and then fumbled the ball immediately like (laughs) um so this is a lot of firsts this is the first time anyone is going to be able to win an episode of michael and ethan and it's true it's also the first time that ethan has used a sports metaphor probably (laughs) um it'll probably be the last time also uh-huh uh-huh so uh yeah um sorry i was i I see your game now you were trying to distract me um Mm -hmm. by by being this hilarious right away and it 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 shan't work um because because if there was a a rule uh or a script to distract me from that would have worked but there's nothing to distract me from because as always in our special there are no rules except there are actually a bunch of rules in this one so it's different that way also um mm-hmm. so I, I was going to mention we've had the first paragraph special before now that was just one right where we looked at some first paragraphs and sort of analyzed them and and uh, and then
1: we analyzed the entire book based on
0: those paragraphs oh that's right yeah it was, it was a good special actually so this is a mm-hmm. i mean i i didn't i don't i'm not surprised by that that's not what i want people to think um I yeah so this this one is a little bit different we're going to be competing uh we're going to be the base the base idea is we're going to be reading each other first paragraphs of books and oh I glorying in being able to say that phrase at last <laughs> after I was banned from it four four years ago or however long um right so yes we're going to be uh reading each other first paragraphs of various books um and uh the read e is going to then try to guess what the book is now we have mm-hmm. two rounds the first round we're going to be using books that uh we have had on the show before uh right and a correct guess in each of those circumstances will be worth two points um Round two, we are each going to use books that we have never had on the show, but that, based on our sort of readings, habits, and and styles, and and what each of us knows about the other ones uh, uh, reading, um, that -hmm. there's a good chance we will be able to guess them. And in that round, we are going to start with sort of blind guesses, try to... we'll each get a chance to guess the paragraph blindly, and then... um, we will get three choices. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, when Michael fails to recognize the opening of Finnegan's Wake, I will give him, you know, is it Finnegan's Wake? Is it, you know, two other things that I can't think of right now? Right. Um, <laughs> yes. And then so a, a correct guess out of a clear blue sky for that is going to be worth four points. Whereas a guess mm-hmm. based on one of the three choices is just going to be worth a single point. Uh, Michael, do those sound like the rules as we have discussed them and agreed to them? Sounds about right. Excellent. And of course, uh, what is a competition without stakes? So mm-hmm. the loser gets punished. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh. Was that it? Was there was there a situation? I guess if we tie, we just do another uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare race. Shakespeare race. Yes. Yep. Um. <laughs> Yes, excellent. So those are the rules. Um, if you didn't, if they seemed overly complicated, don't worry about it. This will probably be quite yeah, unlistenable. Well, that's not. I was sort of going for a more friendly. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh okay, should be so quite listenable without you. <laughs> there you go. That's, yes, connotation right. and denotation. Uh, yeah, this should, episode should be quite listenable. I would. I would imagine. Just mm-hmm. know that we're going to be trying to guess these things, and there are steaks. Um, right. But not the exciting kind of steaks. Not the yeah. kind I wish I had eaten for dinner. Um Aww. It's okay, I had pizza. I had a Pizza's lovely good. chicken
1: curry for dinner.
0: Ooh, brag. Yep. I don't know why I'm in sort of the, the like, professor voice that I was using for, like, the first <laughs> couple Tristram Shandy episodes, but, like, I, I think I did it for, like, an intro energy, and then I kind of got stuck in it. Um, yeah. So we'll see if that, <laughs> if that keeps up. I guess I'm doing like see, the host thing. Yeah, like, like, I'm oh, being sure. St- Stanley Tucci from The Hunger Games. Um, ah. All right. <laughs> wow. I can't... For the gentle listener's uh, reference, Michael did just do a really good impression of Stanley Tucci's teeth from <laughs> that that film. And it was both... <laughs> well done and troubling and i sort of can't have the energy of that in this podcast even though i know no (laughs) one can see it um so that's going to be interesting to edit especially now that i put this on the record also anyway permanent before we before we begin yes podcast the most permanent of mediums uh (laughs) before we begin uh should we briefly mention what we will both be drinking for our handicaps tonight
1: for our handicaps, yes.
0: That's why I sent you that bottle of 151 rum last week, so you'd just oh, be too what... to guess oh, my yeah. books. Shoot. Go ahead, Michael. What are you drinking?
1: Um, well, I'm drinking an old-fashioned, um, and the, uh, the bitters used are the Bitter Truth bitters that I was gifted a while ago. They are stretching a long way, and I like it.
0: I was going to say, um, you, you make bitters stretch a lot more than I do, and I am impressed.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's getting down there though.
0: Sure. Getting down there. I'll
1: have to bring um it the and yes, yes. <laughs> uh the whiskey that uh, I'm using is a Doer's blended scotch mm-hmm. um uh Caribbean um what is it? Caribbean cask or something like sure. that. It's it's uh it's finished in rum, rum casks Rum I assume. Yeah. Um so, yeah, it's very very nice.
0: That actually sounds quite good. Mm -hmm. do you you find that the scotch overwhelms the the other stuff going on or does it it i i think
1: it blends really nicely in this case yeah sometimes like the scotch if it's not a really good quality um or the whiskey like it just the balance is weird but this is this is good
0: sure specifically this is
1: a sort of like blended scotch that like i like in a mixed drink but i could also drink it
0: neat sure yeah, well, and, and specifically using Scotch in in the old fashioned template mm-hmm. is like it's kind of uh, challenging sometimes because Scotch has, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's if it's a peatier, or smokier one, it has that that uh, it it's a bully kind of it it takes sure. over everything else. So. Well, and that's where I think honestly something that really helps it
1: is the rum, the sweetness of the yeah, rum I balances that. that out pretty well. That's awesome.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. so you are drinking scotch. So we're breaking all of the rules for our specials today. So that's, well, I, uh, and this may be why I have this, this classy announcer voice, because I am drinking a nice red wine. Um, oh. this is, I'm not always that much of a wine drinker, but I do like a, a good bottle every once in a while. And I picked this bottle the way I normally pick wine bottles, which is by reading the label and saying, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I know that some <laughs> labels are full of lies, and it's it yeah. works about fifty percent of the time. I'm going to be honest. To, you know, sometimes yeah. I just get come away with a surprisingly good wine, and sometimes just just a uh, horse doo doo. Um, <laughs> this one has been treating me quite twi- quite well so far. It is uh, 1924, I believe, is the company, um, and it's 1924 Double Black, their 2019 Ooh. red blend uh and i know nothing about it because i know even less about wine than i know about scotch but as far (laughs) as as the company goes the the label claims that it's based on like a pre-prohibition recipe which Hmm. a lot of labels claim that and it's always i always suspect it's dubious but right you know historicity aside it's been it's been very nice it's very smooth there's some uh black currant and and some spices going on from what Uh i can tell um so I am so far good. not good sorry at all to wine. be drinking it. What's that? That's good stuff in a wine. Absolutely. Black currant and spices. Absolutely. That's, that's nice. So it is. Um mm-hmm. well then, without further ado, shall we get started on the blood sports?
1: Let's begin.
0: May the odds be ever in your favor.
1: Yeah, that was necessary.
0: Um <laughs> It's gonna be either so much better or so much worse if one of us does bring a Hunger Games
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm throwing this one out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Michael, as the as sort of the the guest, I think I will let you go first, unless you would prefer okay. to defer. It's up to you.
1: No, that's that's fine. And we're starting with podcast books, correct? Right? Yes. Can you remind us of the point system real quick for the podcast books?
0: So you're going to read me the first paragraph. If I can guess it uh i get two points if i can't guess it i get zero points
1: right i'm going to turn my camera off so you can't see the book oh, I'm very tricky yes so yes i'm very tricky all right here is the first book ethan yes and i'm opening to the first paragraph <clears throat> Odd that mankind's benefactors should be amusing people. In America, at least, this is often the case. Anyone who wants to govern the country has to entertain it. During the Civil War, people complained about Lincoln's funny stories. Perhaps he sensed that strict seriousness was far more dangerous than any joke. But critics said that he was frivolous, and his own Secretary of War referred to him as an ape. So ends the first paragraph.
0: I believe that that is Ravelstein by Saul Bellow. Final answer. Yes, you get two points. Yes, that is <laughs>
1: Ravelstein by Saul Bellow.
0: <laughs> I was halfway through. I was like, "Oh, I have no idea," and then I was like, "Wait a second, this could only be Saul Bellow." <laughs> of course, it could only be Saul Bellow. <laughs> out of the, at least out of the selections we've had for for this show. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, my, I've just realized that my first paragraph is quite short. But I okay. think you'll still be able to get it uh, okay. but I think I think if you don't get it from what it is, then like reading more of it isn't going to help. Let's put it that way. Got it. Uh, all right, so here's my first first paragraph entry. My mother and father did not have a happy marriage.
1: My mother and father did not have a happy marriage. Oh shoot. Oh, hang on. Oh, I know this. Like, I'm remembering that paragraph. But what's the book? My mother and father did not have a happy marriage. The one that I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure it's not it. No, it wouldn't be that. Oh no! I can... There's got to be like a time limit on this too. But like, <laughs> I was gonna say I can give you no. a few more sentences if you think that would help. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. We're not gonna cheat. We're not gonna cheat on this. I'm gonna play it fair. <laughs> My mother and father did not have a happy. It is marriage. just. I gotta start thinking through. It's a single it's line. That, it's standalone. Not that, not that. Yep. Oh man. Is that um oh no that's not um the um the salinger book is it raise raise high the roof beams carpenters is, is that it
0: is that your entry yeah i'm gonna settle on that is that it it is not no oh! uh, it is the house of special purpose by Gah! john boyne Yes, of course it is. Uh, no, I, Aww. Think I, uh, I suspected yep. that you'd get it from the first line, partly because, as I'm sure we probably discussed, you know, when we discussed this book, it's it's Tolstoy, it's you know a direct reference to uh, right Anna Karenina, yep. and so you'd get it from the Russian yep. stuff, but alas. <sighs> Um, See, and I remember discussing it, but
1: I could not remember the context of discussing it. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> but now that you say that, yes, of course, that's why we, we mentioned that specifically. <laughs> oh, farts. Okay. Um, Very good. Excellent. Uh, right. And we're, we're doing two, two podcast books each, right?
0: Yes. So if you have a second podcast book, now would be the time.
1: Turning my camera back off. Here we go. So then, you want a story, and I will tell you one. But just the one. Don't either of you ask me for more. It's late, and we have a long day of travel ahead of us. Pari, you and I. We will need your sleep tonight. And you, Abdullah, I am counting on you, boy, while your sister and I are away. So is your mother. Now, one
0: story, then. Listen, both of you. Listen well, and don't interrupt. Uh oh my gosh i know what book it is i cannot remember the title (laughs) it's um do you remember the author he has it well i do but i'm afraid i'm going to butcher his name also (laughs) uh... (laughs) or or remember it wrong and and out myself as a jerk um is it khaled hosseini The... i think the
1: rules are you still need the the title
0: yeah um <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say uh, i've stuck on a number i'm gonna say a thousand splendid suns final answer yes
1: it's and the mountains echoed
0: dadgummit that's right <laughs> By Khaled who's Yes, you got that right. He... I don't know. Do you get the points for that? No, I don't think I get the points with that. I didn't I don't think... say anything like the title, even. No. Uh, okay, that is a different novel by him.
1: That yes, he did write Son a thousand a splendid gun.
0: Sons Yep. Uh, uh. All right. So I I lose out there.
1: Okay. All right. Here's my chance to to catch up.
0: Yes. Um. I'm ready. We were fractious and overpaid. Our mornings lacked promise. At least those of us who smoked had something to look forward to at 10.15. Most of us liked everyone. A few of us hated specific individuals. One or two people loved everyone and everything. Those who loved everyone were unanimously reviled. We loved free bagels in the morning. They happened all too infrequently. Our benefits were astonishing in comprehensiveness and quality of care. Sometimes we questioned whether they were worth it. (laughs) um is that and then we came to the end i'm going to give it to you the the title is technically just then we came to the end then we came to the end but then we came too much of a of a nitpick to uh penalize you for so yes you get two points for that uh we're tied (laughs) it's interesting because i feel like for our second our second uh trappy um podcast book we both chose one we knew the other one didn't like (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. and it certainly worked on me because that's i am sure that's part of why my brain just didn't retain what the title of that book was because it was like i don't care about this anymore <laughs> and it was well foolish. And, and for
1: me it, like it, it worked in, in my favor for the one you picked because it was like i didn't like this one and i remember <laughs> not liking this one <laughs> so.
0: that is that is sort of the reverse trap that it could be it's right like, it was such a bad impression
1: <laughs> yep that it's it's stuck in my brain as a, a warning flag from now on <laughs> yep
0: uh, funny <laughs> I don't all right think i
1: reviled it that bad
0: Was that but,
1: no i don't think i reviled it that bad like i definitely saw its merits i just didn't like it
0: yeah i mean i, I believe you ended up uh rating it a skip but i think i did I'm yeah i'm pretty sure you did uh i mean yeah you yeah. certainly said you you talk about its its merits and so forth. Yeah. I I think I liked it better than you at the time, and I think I came to like it less. Because every once in okay. a while, I would like dip back into it, and I'd be like, uh, as I just dragged it through the mud. I mean, I I don't want to give you
1: shoved its the... bloody pulpy face in your face. <laughs> um, this is a family <laughs>
0: podcast, so oh sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I I think I just uh. Sometimes I read books very fast, and I like them when I read them fast, oh, I, and then if I try to I, you go know, back I get over that. them, it's like, oh.
1: That, I, I get that way with movies a lot. Oh, sure. Like, my first watch of a movie, I watch it like, yes, this movie was amazing, and then I watch it again, and I'm like, oh, that's Oh, wait, it was actually... a disaster, wasn't it? That was bad. It was a bad movie. Oh, a bad movie. movie. <laughs> sure. Like, I had that reaction to The Lake House with Keanu Reeves. Oh, sure. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, this movie's amazing! Uh-huh. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh i kind of feel like that's how we this as a culture that, that was like like the biggest 180 as far as a movie goes i kind of feel
0: like that's how we as a culture reacted to that movie because i feel sure. like okay I, I don't know why i remember this because but i feel like around the time that movie was in theaters there were a lot of people who were like yeah it's it's pulpy but it's 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 a nice movie it's it's pretty good and mm-hmm. then like within a year i was starting to see it as like the go-to example of like a disaster of a movie <laughs> of course maybe i'm remembering that wrong uh-huh. that's that could just be me but yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um all right so that ends round one i believe we were both going to prepare round one two and here we are tied mm-hmm. so i don't like that um gotta keep things interesting we do uh so the, like the vikings
1: versus the packers well uh,
0: what sure <laughs> uh get me started
1: I'm just on saying that. the vikings couldn't just win with that big of a lead they had to let the packers catch up make it interesting and then be like okay we'll, we'll end it we'll win
0: well okay. and, and when the packers do win that's also their mo is like oh yeah you know they the packers no matter, like they they did this. Okay, we're not talking about sports. This is not a sports podcast. But they did this. You were the first one to bring up sports. They did this with Favre, and they did it. They do it with Rogers too, where it's like they'll play dis, like a disaster until the last like eight minutes of the fourth quarter, and then they either win or lose <laughs> at that point. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely edit that part out. Or at least pretend that I edit this show at all, and then leave Mm -hmm. all of this in there. Um, Okay, so, round two. Uh, Round two. Michael, are you prepared to start us off? Absolutely. And the rules of round two, can you you brief us on those quick? Thank you. So, these are books we think it's likely, each of us thinks it's likely the other one would be able to guess. Now, that's obviously somewhat ambiguous and somewhat you know difficult to determine um so because of that we've um instated a rule (laughs) that uh we first try to guess out of a clear blue sky but as that is more unlikely in this round than the last one um we can we get four points we guess it out of a clear blue and we can still get a point if we give up and um (laughs) ask for multiple choices and each of us should have Three choices for the other one to choose between. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all yeah, right. with that, Michael, please uh, feel free to start us off. I will.
1: Now, all, all of the books that I have selected for you are ones that I'm fairly certain that you have A, seen on my shelf, and B, commented on okay. on my shelf. Interesting. So, um, in one capacity or another. I don't know so that I have is.
0: the, like... I don't know that I have the brain, like, intelligence to do that for you. (laughs) Like, I don't, I just don't know that my memory is, like, that good, but, um, yeah, so I've just tried to pick ones that I just sort of intuitively think it's likely that you would be able to, to get.
1: Anyway, please,
0: please continue. All
1: right, so here is the first paragraph of the first book of round two. There was no possibility of taking a walk that day. We had been wandering, indeed, in the leafless shrubbery an hour in the morning. But since dinner, Mrs. Reed, when there was no company, dined early. The cold winter wind had brought with it clouds so somber and a rain so penetrating that further outdoor exercise was now out of the question. Can you reread just the first sentence, quick? Yes. There was no possibility of taking a walk that day
0: i think that makes a hash of my first guess um i was considering that it might be great expectations but it feels a little bit too informal to be dickens certainly for to be dickens like at the beginning of a book Wait, we never settled this, do we? Hmm. Do we get a clear blue sky guess, and if it's wrong, we go to multiple choice, or do we just get one guess period? Oh, that's interesting. Um no, I don't think we've settled that. I
1: am intrigued by the idea of a free blue sky guess, and if it's wrong, you
0: get multiple choice. I think that seems. I think that seems fair and good, but obviously, yes. only one blue sky guess. Right. It sounds very familiar. Mrs. Reed would obviously be key there. Ah! I think I'm going to be mad when I figure out, when I learn one way or the other, what book this is. But all I can think of is Great Expectations. So I'm going to say that as my clear blue sky guess. Great Expectations? Yes. Is not the book. Sorry. That's what I figured. All
1: right, your your multiple choice options are, <clears throat> is it A, Mayor of Casterbridge? Is it B, Jane Eyre? Or is it C, Emma?
0: Well, Jane Austen was all in third person, so I'm assuming it's not Emma. I, I've read Mayor of Casterbridge. I think that's also in third person, so I'm going to go with Jane Eyre ding ding
1: ding you get a point it is jane eyre okay
0: (laughs) so that is even a book i have
1: read Uh. (laughs) i had to pick another one that you hate
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've now given you the like uh the key the like when you know you figure out that someone's chess strategy is that they'll always take material now now you can just outflank me every time (laughs) exactly I assume you. I have to assume you're like quickly revising your entries to all be ones that you just know I hate. Here. Scratch these out here quick. It's gonna Go. be uh, it's gonna be grapes of wrath next. If I called that correctly, I get six points. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, I'm going to hit you with with my uh my one now. My uh first paragraph for you. Uh, are you ready michael i'm ready among other buildings in a certain town which for many reasons it will be prudent to refrain from mentioning and to which i will assign no fictitious name there is one anciently common to most towns great or small to wit a workhouse and in this workhouse was born on a day and date which i need not trouble myself to repeat inasmuch as it can be of no possible consequence to the reader in this stage of business at all events the item of mortality whose name is prefixed to the head of this chapter. Can, um. Hang
1: on, was that all one sentence?
0: I. Yes. Yes, it was.
1: Okay. So, my clear blue sky guess is Oliver Twist.
0: Dead gummit! Very upsetting. <laughs> yes. all right and michael pulls into the lead yes uh yes it's it's an interesting balance because it's like i'm trying to do ones Mm -hmm. you have a chance of getting without handing them to you though apparently right apparently uh whatever it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine uh uh yeah michael i guess it's it's your turn then all right time for me to redeem myself
1: you go you got your chance um so first paragraph this one's a longer one okay You would have searched a long time for the sort of winding lane or tranquil meadow for which England later became celebrated. There were instead miles of desolate, uncultivated land here and there, rough-hewn paths over craggy hills or bleak moorland. Most of the roads left by the Romans would by then have become broken or overgrown, often fading into wilderness. Icy fogs hung over rivers and marshes, serving all too well the ogres that were then still native to this land. The people who lived nearby—one wonders what desperation led them to settle in such gloomy spots— might well have feared these creatures, whose panting breaths could be heard long before their deformed figures emerged from the mist. But such monsters were not cause for astonishment. People then would have regarded them as everyday hazards, and in those days there was so much else to worry about how to get food out of the hard ground how not to run out of firewood how to stop the sickness that could kill a dozen pigs in a single day and produce green rashes on the cheeks of children
0: that is a heavy paragraph yep (laughs) um one one more time can you run through the first like sentence Yep, you would have
1: searched a long time for the sort of winding lane or tranquil meadow for which England later became celebrated.
0: Okay, so we're in a later period, reflecting back on an earlier period, uh, and it's it's a maddeningly ambiguous one you've chosen because <laughs> it feel like it feels Victorian, but something about it. Maybe just the fact that there's like so many periods implies to me that it's not Victorian. like that would have all been one sentence in a Victorian novel maybe um, mm. or at least two sentences, two or three. Okay, the only the only guess that I have, and it's not a book I've ever read, so I have no idea if it's if it's valid at all. The only thing that that occurs to me is Rebecca, so I'm going to go that final ahead. answer. Yes. Nope.
1: What was <laughs> it? Wrong. We need a buzzer. Okay. <laughs> here's your here's your multiple choice. Yes. Is it a The Buried Giant by Kazuo Ishiguro? Oh my gosh. Is it B The Once and Future King by T. H. White? Or is oh. it C, Out of the Silent Planet by C.S.
0: Lewis? Okay, first of all, that is a dirty trick, those first two choices. Because um, <laughs> the buried giant actually frickin' occurred to me. But I was, for whatever reason, I guess just because it's recent, I was like, no, that's probably not it. Uh, I am, I'm gonna say, because it, it's... It's also, it is a little bit familiar to me in the way that books are when I read them ten or more years ago. And on that basis, I'm going to say The Once and Future King. Final answer? Yes. It's The Buried Giant. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Oh, I am sorry. You should be sorry. Sorry. I was like, oh. that was legitimately. I was like Rebecca or the buried giant, and I don't know why I chose to not believe you, that you You, would you backpedaled. Have... Yeah, well, for whatever reason, my brain was like, oh no, that book was released in the last like five years. Michael couldn't have bought that, and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like that's gotta I know, be the wine. That are...
1: <laughs> five years <laughs> older, younger.
0: <laughs> I also didn't feel like I'd seen it on your shelf, but. I very well really? Know. I'm pretty
1: sure we had... I thought we had a conversation
0: about No, that's also sounding familiar, so I probably <laughs> just forgot. Like I said, I'm not good at remembering what's on my shelves, let alone your shelves. But... No, that, that actually uh... sounds really familiar. Because there was a great... And I, this is probably what I told you in the conversation. There was a great article around the time that that book came out that was um, ostensibly Neil Gaiman interviewing Kazuo Ishiguro um that sounds familiar yes and but it, it functionally it became like like they would each they each i think sort of had an equal amount of air time quote unquote mm. in this in this print article um and it is just sort of became this conversation between these two like literary you know giants of our time right and it was so cool and i've been meaning to read Barry giant on the basis of that ever since and here we mm-hmm. are uh this is really my sin seeking me out books Books that I hated and therefore dismissed, and books that I have been meaning to read and haven't for no reason. Like, just. Well,
1: you know, that, you know, partially might be my fault because, you know, I think I even mentioned this to you that
0: this is one that I've been thinking
1: about bringing as a podcast book, but haven't. Okay. So.
0: Sure. Well, no, the the main thing, really, the main thing that got me was your very clever choice of multiple choice (laughs) answers because that really feels like the once in future king both like the the tone like the conversational tone and the idea of like Mm -hmm. the narrator's positioning as someone who is later than the events described but speaking with great authority as if he somehow knew back in time like that's all stuff you could say about the once and future king right Uh, and
1: then you know i threw out of the silent planet in there just for fun yeah well you gotta you gotta (laughs) have one red
0: herring that you know i won't chase um exactly that's just strategy (laughs) <laughs> All right. Michael, are you ready for your second? I am ready. All right. Okay. Well, uh disclaimer this does this paragraph does contain the word Indians to refer to Native Americans. It's in the text. I'm sorry. Okay. Um so on a hill by the mississippi where chippewas camped two generations ago a girl stood in relief against the cornflower blue of northern sky she saw no indians now she saw flour mills and the blinking windows of skyscrapers in minneapolis and saint paul nor was she thinking of squaws and portages and the yankee fur traders whose shadows were all about her she was meditating upon walnut fudge, the plays of brew the reasons why heels run over, and the fact that the chemistry instructor had stared at the new coiffure, which concealed her ears. Oof. Mm.
1: <laughs> this one's pretty sneaky. <laughs> um, oh, I'm having a hard tra- time coming up with a guess on this one. Um go, I really I can't think of anything. So just for the sake of a uh, blue sky guess, is it the color purple?
0: No, it is not. <laughs> no. <interesting laughs> guess. Um There you go <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Michael. Um my multiple choice come on, come on. Okay. So is this uh elmer gantry by sinclair lewis is this main street by sinclair lewis or is this the beginning of the usa trilogy by john dos passos
1: hmm I don't like that <laughs> um okay um can you read the first sentence again yes
0: I should probably have just turned off my camera like you did rather than give myself a hernia <laughs> trying to avoid trying to read and avoid uh, <laughs> on a hill by the Mississippi where Chippewas camped two generations ago a girl stood in relief against the cornflower blue of northern sky.
1: Okay, is it okay?
0: Mm,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna settle on
0: Main Street. Ding ding ding! You got it. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: I felt a little mean giving you two Lewis novels. Um, no, that's totally fair. <laughs> but my my logic was that you might extrapolate that a novel named after an Elmer Gantry would not begin from the perspective of a young woman.
1: Well, like that's, that's part of where, where my guess landed, but also like, I mean, I'm not totally familiar with Sinclair Lewis's stuff, but like, it could definitely be about Elmer Gantry's relationship with whoever this girl is. Uh, Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. That's like how, however she's related to him and like, he could be in the next paragraph introduced. Right. That's that's um, absolutely but my, viewing her being close to her. But like my the way fact that like it's it, her and she's it. thinking about the chemistry stuff. Like I know in Main Street, I can't remember the protagonist's name, but it's about this woman who is very smart and like right. from the cities and everything. So Yeah, I that know,
0: was that was the other the, yeah. the other thing I, I knew that I think even in our episodes on Babbitt we had like Jacob mentioned yeah. a little bit about um that main street took place in minnesota and uh some of that stuff so i figured you might you'd at least have a fighting chance of extrapolating correctly um good now i do not like that that nets you another point and therefore uh you you uh are in a fairly comfortable lead unless i can guess the next Mm -hmm. uh guess the next thing we got one more do right yes one
1: more okay are you ready i am ready this i i think the the last one i think was harder but i think this one you have a much better chance of guessing perhaps perhaps on the first first try 3rd of May, Bistritz. Left Munich at 8.35pm on 1st May, arriving at Vienna early next morning. Should have arrived at 6.46 but train was an hour late. Budapest seems a wonderful place, from the glimpse which I got of it from the train, and the little I could walk through the streets. I feared to go very far from the station, as we had arrived late, and would start as near the correct time as possible. The impression I had was that we were leaving the west and entering the east, the most western of splendid bridges over the Danube, which is here of noble width and depth took us among the traditions of Turkish rule
0: okay one more time can you just do that first first sentence
1: yep third of may Bistritz left munich at 835 p.m. on first may arriving at vienna early next morning should have arrived at 646 but train was an hour late
0: i have an author in mind but i haven't read very much of his stuff like his actual works do uh, I have him on my shelf? Hmm, that's a really good question. <laughs> uh Shoot. It feels vaguely familiar. Oh, it's like right there on the tip of my brain. <laughs> At least the guess is, the guess could genuinely be nothing anyway. Um Okay. Oh. I've got my guess. Okay, you what's very your guess? I'll well be wrong. My guess is The Razor's Edge by Somerset Maugham. Final answer? Yes.
1: No, ah.
0: sorry. That's not it. That's my that was my best guess because I know you had some other Maugham and mm-hmm. Maugham is is often and I've seen the film of The Razor's Edge. I've never actually read the book, oh, and sure. I know that the film and that book and some of Maugham's other works is like very interested in East eastern i mean it, it comes through in a human bondage that we did for the show but mm. mom's very interested in like the the east and eastern religions and and uh things like that so that was my best guess that i could put together give me my Watch multiple now. choice
1: here's your multiple choice is it a murder on the orient express by agatha christie is it b lord jim by joseph conrad or is it c dracula
0: by bram stoker Well, Frick, it could be any of those. Because I I was like, you said Murder on the Orient Express, and I was like, oh yeah, duh. And then you said Lord Jim, and I was like, oh no, it's gotta be that instead. And then you said Dracula. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go... So because I don't think Murder on the Orient Express has any of that, and I could be remembering wrong, because I have read it, but it's been a while. I don't think Orient has that, like, intertextuality stuff. I think christy was usually pretty straightforward in her narrative style um and it's been almost double the amount of time that i since i read lord jim but i don't think it's super interested in sort of the the east though again i mean i was 15 when i read that book so it almost that almost counts as not having read it sorry to any 15 year olds listening um so i'm just gonna go ahead and guess dracula Final answer? Yes.
1: It is Dracula! Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I didn't read the um, heading to the chapter. Sure. Um, which, like, I mean, someone might be able to try to argue that that's the first paragraph, but I call it the heading where it says, Jonathan Harker's journal kept in shorthand.
0: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, that so. would have just given... For one thing, that would have just given the game away, so, like, right. that's not fun. Um... And for another thing, I actually did a similar thing with uh, Main Street, because Oh okay. what I read you was chapter one, like, you know, first paragraph of chapter one, which I, I figure is like a fair definition of what a first paragraph of a novel is, like, it'd be difficult to argue with that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. However, there's like, it's sort of like, it's not labeled, it's like a prologue or, you know, like a, a taster- like page mm. that comes before chapter one in Main Street, and that says, "This is America, a town of a few thousand in a region of wheat and corn and dairies and little groves. The town is in our tale called Gopher Prairie, Minnesota, but its Main Street <laughs> is a continuation of Main Streets everywhere." Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> that, did that. Yeah, was that
1: that would that would have given the game away too? Yeah, so I, yeah, I I'm not, I'm not even mad about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. Okay, um, well, this is now, this is like when the, uh, the away team is, wow, I'm gonna say another sports metaphor, but <laughs> another this, sports metaphor. this is like when the away team is up at the bottom of the ninth in a baseball game, like, it feels like we <laughs> should mercy just call rule. but <laughs> right? no, uh, exactly, mercy rule, but no, I'm going to, uh, unmercifully, because I am, <laughs> as we know, nothing if not a sort of totalitarian, uh... Uh, authoritarian of a host, so, I am going to make you participate in your last guess,
1: which is—you know—you're—you're—you're—you're you're, you're, you're taking control for yourself. You're—you're you're not letting me or anyone else take your life away from you. You're giving it up of your own accord.
0: Exactly. So, all right. Don't worry, I'm just grabbing the book here. Once again, pay no just, attention
1: to the man behind the curtain.
0: <laughs> just stellar audio that we're creating here. Um, <laughs> I might have to actually edit this one somewhat. Like it's gonna involve selecting some Work. stuff and hitting delete is gonna be really Oof. just the worst. That's fine, I'll deal. <laughs> um But I did since this is a since this is a throwaway round, I actually decided to uh call an audible who am i oh my goodness that's yet another sports exactly what (laughs) what is happening what's i'm gonna (laughs) michael i know i know we're about you know 250 miles separate i might need you to drive over here and just slap me in the face (laughs) like Like right now are you you
1: having a stroke like do you smell burnt toast um (laughs) Show I me, mean, show me a full mouth smile. Do both sides of your face rise at the same time? Oh
0: no! <laughs> I mean, that was that was one, right? Yeah, right. That works. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So anyway, this is this is sort of my throwaway one that seems either see it depending on how I think about it, it seems either more fair or less fair than the one I was going to do. Um, okay. So I just wasn't sure about it. Or not, not less fair, but like, I don't know. You seemed either more likely to get this one or less likely. And it was so confusing that I just couldn't, couldn't make myself do it anyway. Uh, Okay. You ready? Sure. Stately, plump Buck Mulligan came from the stairhead, bearing a bowl of lather on which a mirror and a razor lay crossed. A yellow dressing gown, ungirdled, was sustained gently behind him by the mild morning air. He held the bowl aloft and intoned, "Introibo ad alteri dei." Okay, don't open that book again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Give me the name of the character and the Latin again.
0: Buck Mulligan. Buck Mulligan. Okay. And I, I uh, of things I I never paid attention to and didn't think they would ever come back to haunt me on a podcast. Um actually speaking Latin out loud was was one <laughs> so I'm sure I'm butchering it as far as that goes but introibo ad altere dei
1: okay um, so I need an out of the blue guess here um, I can't remember exactly if this is the title of what I'm thinking this might be and i might i might be totally off the wall here because i haven't actually read the book yes is this is it called um is it is it the sorcerer's house by gene wolf <laughs> uh interesting what's guess. that
0: called no that's that's the title is that is it called the sorcerer's house <laughs> it okay. is it is called the. Sorcerer's that's my guess house. that's your guess uh it is very interesting it is also wrong okay do um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you want three choices All right, what's my... yeah. yes give me my three choices so is it ulysses by james joyce is it okay. finnegan's wake by james joyce <laughs> or is it <laughs> the sorcerer's house by neil or by jingles <laughs>
1: it's gotta be it's gotta be ulysses
0: absolutely yes. it's
1: not finnegan's wake it's not finnegan's wake that is, yeah
0: that's right you've, you've dipped a little bit into finnegan's wake haven't you um yeah
1: i i at least know like the what finnegan's wakes beginning feels like sure sure if yeah. <laughs> that makes sense
0: yeah and it, it feels a lot less like english as we know it than this probably did right um right yeah uh, uh you, okay you got it it's ulysses no, so the reason that I didn't do that until I knew you had won is that like that first, really the first four words are super famous of Ulysses, stately plump mm. Buck Mulligan. Um, Got it. And that opening is pretty famous, uh, along the lines of you know Anna Karenina and all all happy families mm-hmm. are alike, or any any of those other ones. So it's like if if even if you I know you hadn't read Ulysses, but like if you mm-hmm. had encountered a reference to that somewhere else and like ever tracked it down like there was a really good chance you might know you might have been able to get it anyway uh but so but yeah it's a it is i i really do love that the beginning of that book like it is one of my favorite first paragraphs It's,
1: it's an absolutely great first paragraph and like honestly my my brain as you Obviously, no, went immediately to fantasy, but sure. like a fantasy that could be hiding something else behind it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's where I was like, Gene Wolfe. Right. <laughs> I, I honestly suspect that, um, like, it, it, reading through Ulysses, which I did do in preparation for going to Ireland. So mm-hmm. if anyone thought they were going to get away As with... one does. <laughs> I was going to say, if anyone thought they were going to get away without hearing about Ireland from me on this episode... Um, yep. I made you suffer right at the end uh, <laughs> but anyway yeah I, I read it in preparation for going to Ireland because I just was anticipating over- you know how you, how you like anticipate really specific conversations that will probably never happen I was mm. anticipating like sitting at a bar with some Irish guy and having him be like you haven't read Ulysses and you say you love Ireland you know something like that <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh which it turned out uh, tons of irish people had not read ulysses but right um,
1: yeah then you turn into the american who comes to ireland and is like yeah i love ireland i've read ulysses
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh i it's it's interesting i didn't um we've had john millington sing on this show and i didn't uh-huh. i didn't bring it up even when i was on uh on the aran islands on innismore um Partly because I was really afraid of being that guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I found out later that, or I read somewhere anyway, that like, and this might have been on Reddit or something, so who knows how accurate it is, mm-hmm. but um, someone was claiming that like Irish school kids kind of hate uh, the Playboy of the Western world because they all have to read it in, you know, it's like our equivalent of Romeo and Juliet or something, like something you read in ninth grade and, you know, it just, just boring and and brings back memories of school days or you know being forced to right. read stuff or for literature class or whatever. Um, anyway, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say about Ulysses. Um, you read it? Yeah, I read it in preparation for going to to Ireland. Um, nope that that train of thought left the station without me
1: right along with the orient express (laughs) (laughs) and whatever train jonathan harker was (laughs) on
0: actually my my uh uh, um the first thought that came to mind for that entry was uh actually another joyce um it was portrait of the artist mm. as a young man Um,
1: oh you know what i i honestly thought of putting maybe not for that one I, I thought of having that as one of the multiple choice options. Sure, I, maybe for that, maybe for the Jane Eyre one. Oh, sure. Um, um or maybe it was for that one. Well, because ah, I don't know.
0: There, like, there. You know, it's it, Porter the artist is two hundred fifty pages or something. There are only five mm-hmm. chapters in it, and one of the chapters is all in diary entries. Um, <laughs> but I discarded that because I remembered it comes at the end. Uh like it's the, it. it's the last chapter is is all diary entries so mm. uh yeah clever man i wonder what i was going to say about ulysses that's just uh... whatever victim of my you, own digressions like
1: you brought up jam Singh, and that that was Adrian before that schools but then that
0: was that was the digression uh, that distracted me from whatever uh... from whatever it was going to be
1: oh i said something about fantasy
0: Oh, G- thank you. Gene no, yep. when I was reading Ulysses in preparation for going to Ireland, there were multiple points where I was like, "The this feels a little Gene Wolfy." Like <laughs> some of it was just prose I... stuff, like pure pure mm. prose, but also some of some of like the sense that you're reading something that's one thing on the surface, but there are also layers underneath mm-hmm. it. And I and I have no, you know, I've never heard that Gene Wolfe was super influenced by Joyce or anything like that. Um, so but I don't at know. at the same
1: time, if you're one of modern literature's greatest writers, yeah, you're going to be influenced by literature's greatest writers.
0: Yeah. A, it's likely that you've read them, and even if you haven't, there's going to be, like, the the shared ancestry mm-hmm. idea. Um, exactly. I was, I, but it could just be, you know, very similar senses of multiple things going on in a paragraph or multiple, yeah. you know, uh... That's layers true. happening and maybe stylistic things that occur when you're doing that in a text anyway sure. all of this is just uh, me um trying to buy time to avoid the inevitable <laughs> uh um, what's the,
1: what's the final score here Ethan? well
0: the final score as you know because you've been wow and you you've been keeping track on the shared black uh whiteboard thing that you shared with me, and also now you did write the final score in big letters in circles, or big in circles. <laughs> so the final score does appear to be Ethan four and Michael seven.
1: <laughs> so you know, if it's any comfort to you that that last one that that we anti mercy ruled only gave me one extra point. Oh, you know, okay. Oh, you did. You did completely this. slaughtered you.
0: But <laughs> sure. Well, if if you if there if it had been actual competition, I was going to hit you with a. Uh, the unbearable lightness of being so oh i guess sure, that's, sure. we'll just yeah. never know but uh, yeah but you know we were all too sporting
1: uh, you know that oliver twist though that that one like i mean that was the one uh, well you know that's the one that that, that, that was the one that was that was it yeah and if you know even if i'd gotten it with multiple choice i would have won by one sure um but we would have been tied going into that last option
0: exactly so i would not necessarily have hit you with so james you might Joyce. Not have done the and eyeball. i also would not have just made up the multiple choice because i didn't actually prepare <laughs> james choice
1: right so
0: so who um, knows could have been, could have who been knows anything.
1: but uh that's not what happened i won obviously yep so
0: do you want to say it a couple more times or are you
1: well only after you tell me when did you read ulysses again
0: uh, <laughs> like, Kairos or Kronos? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, do you want do you want the the month or the like the the thing I was uh, like
1: you were? What? Yeah, the thing. The I break. was
0: preparing to go to Ireland, Michael. I was preparing <laughs> yeah, to go to Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that was All the right, only thing I did to prepare, other than getting a passport.
1: <laughs> That's fair um yeah i'm pretty sure in our our, our jm singh episode you said you read that in preparation for going to Ireland too didn't you
0: uh i probably did
1: maybe anyway i did i I
0: like you know any anything that was like irish that i'd been meaning to read or reread i just kind of went ahead and did in that time period Mm. because it was like i didn't want to you know have come back and then read something and be like oh i should have read this
1: right right that's fair okay Here's oh, I punishment. thought.
0: See, I thought that was going to have to do with the punishment or something. I thought I was going to no. be like, I read it in October of 2019, and you would have been like, "Read these movie <laughs> wrong." Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what is what is all the punishment, no. Michael?
1: Your punishment is look to your immediate right. Okay. Find
0: the nearest book to you. There's literally all, your immediate right out in the room I'm in. That's the only direction where there is not like a stack or a shelf of books you literally like to my left in front of me behind me all all books to my immediate right uh it's pretty bare room except there is a copy of neil stevenson's cryptonomicon sitting in the middle of the floor for no reason so unless you want to i put it there <laughs> say, unless you want to redo it with a good direction i will just go grab that nope grab that all right. that's great excellent that sounds good excellent
1: Now that you have to do more editing to fill this space. All right. right. I'm unfamiliar with this book. um, But what I want you to do is open to the first page of actual text and the last page of actual text. Now, have you read this book?
0: I have read this book, yes.
1: Okay, so, all right, I don't want to, like, ruin spoilers for you, but, you know, here's spoilers for anybody listening for this Yeah, I don't care if it's spoiled. I guess if you want to
0: keep playing this game with us, go read Cryptonomicon by Neil Stevenson. (laughs) It is 1,152 pages long. (laughs)
1: All right, so find the first paragraph and the last paragraph of this book. Yes. And what I want you to do is read the first paragraph in the right order and the last paragraph backwards alternating word to word so the first word of the first paragraph then the last word of the last paragraph and then one word in and keep going until you finish both paragraphs and if you finish one before the other then just finish the other paragraph in whichever direction it's supposed to go um
0: i would like to say i hate this <laughs> uh this is a real punishment it's a punishment i know it's a punishment. i know uh fortunately for me however the first paragraph is very long and the last paragraph is not very long at all
1: oh okay
0: so eat that i was hoping for the opposite i know you were uh so first word first paragraph last word last paragraph second word first paragraph second to last word last paragraph yep all right um this is gonna be the most headache or the most. This is gonna be the worst audio we've generated in this episode, <laughs> in which there were like multiple long pauses that I may or may not. Edit out. <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. Two, two. Oh, okay, <laughs> Neil Stevenson. That's no. That, that, like, I genuinely think Neil Stevenson is one of our smartest, you know, writers who's alive right now, and he a hundred percent did that on purpose. I'm Absolutely extremely angry at him. Alright, I'm gonna start <laughs> over and not like rant in the middle of it. Two, two, tires, then fly less two perhaps. Uh, whale Mile Uh uh Bamboo then Grove more all river chopped the all but down Harvard from and it. Charlestown. I forgot where I was. (laughs) But. From. Charlestown. Oh, was it but? No. Okay. From between it halfway is... warring uh it songs shrugs is ben the best that corporal bobby shafto can remember (laughs) or can do on short notice he's standing on the running board gripping his springfield with one hand and the rearview mirror with the other so counting the syllables on his fingers is out of the question is tires one syllable or two how about whale The truck finally makes up its mind not to tip over and thuds back onto four wheels. The wail and the moment are lost. Bobby can still hear the coolies singing, though, and now, too, there's the gun-like snicking of the truck's clutch linkage as Private Wiley downshifts. Could Wiley be losing his nerves? His nerve? And in the back, under the tarps, a ton and a half of file file cabinets clanking, codebooks slaloming, fuel spanking the tanks of Station Alpha's electrical generator. The modern world's hell on haiku writers electrical generators is what like eight syllables you couldn't even fit that under the second line <laughs> it actually makes me nice. want to reread cryptonomicon it's for as massive of a book as it is it's kind of a kind of a fun breezy uh hmm. romp of a read
1: nice nice I will say, like that first bit until you got to the point where the first paragraph just took over. Yeah, uh, sounded like you were giving out nuclear warhead codes. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) someone from the NSA has heard this through through my phone, and now we're all in trouble.
1: Yep, yep. (laughs) How did he know?
0: (laughs) I'm a numbers station
1: oh yes very good well thank you for for taking that punishment like a man well
0: you know (laughs) i like it when you punish me secretly but i'm not i wouldn't admit that especially here on our family show oh no no um yeah well gentle listener uh thank you for uh listening along to my humiliation uh we remain as always ethan and michael Usually in a room with scotch. Not in a room with scotch, mm-hmm. except Michael this time. Uh, I got scotch. So I believe our next dis- book is it Snowflower? Snowflower. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our next book under discussion will be Snowflower and the Secret Fan by Lisa C. Uh, you can read along with us. Uh, you can share your thoughts uh, over at the the contact section of tapestryradio.org slash Scotchcast. Or wait. Anyway, go to tapestryradio.org. Find our show. There's yeah, those kinds right. stuff. Um, we uh, will do your homework for you. If you want to. your homework to appear, and it could be current homework, future homework, past homework. If you want it to appear on uh, an episode of the show, <laughs> we will do our best to get you... At least, like, a D-minus, unless you get (laughs) caught plagiarizing, which is, of course, the whole goal of the operation. Um, You can also, if you're bored, uh, or if you like this show, uh, you can also listen to our other shows on the Tapster Radio Network. Um, There's uh, Intermission, our audio drama podcast. There's Freddy Goes to a Podcast, which is another one about books. Um, There's... uh, us play fiasco the fiasco real play rpg improv podcast uh there is pokemon rollout the pokemon tabletop united actual play rpg podcast uh i think we have some others but i can't remember right now um yeah it's a- <laughs> michael <laughs> uh are you anywhere findable is there anything else you want to talk about or promote yeah
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. You can at me there. Um, My phone has been telling me lately that it has no memory space left, and so I have had to delete apps, and Twitter is one of those that has been deleted. Not that I can't access Twitter anymore, but it might just take me a
0: little longer than usual. (laughs) Good story. Um, Uh, There you go. (laughs) I did think for a second that you were about to give out your phone number, and I was going to be like, Michael, no. (laughs) that is some actual editing work i would have to do and i don't want to i don't want to work so my
1: phone number and then my social security number in no particular order is
0: (laughs) i mean it is i would cut it and then save it in a file that i just had um just you yeah uh anyway i am on twitter at bjartlett that's b-j-a-r-t-l-e-t-t i'm on instagram at captain stormfield all one word lower case I post landscape shots of, like, Ireland and Colorado when I'm bored. Um,
1: Wait, were you in Ireland?
0: uh, I was going to just, like, steamroll over that and completely ignore it, and then I forgot what the next thing I had to say was. So, Um, (laughs) In fact, I think that's that's pretty much it, huh? Yeah,
1: Um, yeah, that sounds good.
0: Yeah, so until next time, gentle listener, uh, just remember... It's our party and we'll cry if Michael draws big uh, numbers with lower numbers than Michael has in them uh, as a way to <laughs> try to rub in his victory. Okay, thanks, bye I'm proud
1: of you for finishing that sentence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a it was a quite a shaky landing, but I think I, I think I brought it in.